Good morning. Today's scripture is Matthew 21, verses 1 through 11, and can be found on page 1531 in your pew Bible. Lord, may the words that are read today be written in our hearts and minds for you. Amen. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, tell them that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, See, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, placed their cloaks on them, and Jesus sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth and Galilee. When Beatrice, my three-year-old, ran up earlier, and I was holding her during the children's time, she looked at me and she said two things. The first one was, Are we done yet? And I said, honey, you and I wish, but no. I didn't say that. And I said, no, we have to sing. And I said, daddy's going to speak. And she looked at me and she said, I love it when you speak. And I said, uh, I said I'm going to hold on to that because I think in 10 years, I, I don't know if I'm going to hear those same words. So, Friends, let us pray together. Lord, as we begin the journey into Holy Week, the season of Lent has brought us to this place. You're about, you're entering Jerusalem. And Lord, we know what follows. As we enter this season of these familiar stories, Lord, may the old, old story speak to us in a new, new way. May we hear once again and be reminded of your great love for us that came all the way down into the mess and the muck of our lives saved us and redeemed us, all because of one man who entered Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. Lord, speak to us now, for we pray in Christ's name. Amen. So today's Palm Sunday. Who loves Palm Sunday? There's a few of you who like Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday launches us into the events of Holy Week. Jesus has been traveling around the Galilean area. And if you read the Gospels, the Synoptics, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and in John, and if you chart out Jesus' trajectory, he's been heading to Jerusalem for quite a while. He's been healing and teaching and working miracles. Last week in John chapter 11, he amazingly raised Lazarus from the dead. He was just outside of Jerusalem at that time. They lived in Bethany, which was not far. Now Jesus is entering Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. It's a Sunday with a lot of fanfare, isn't it? We've had a lot of music. We 
have palms. How many of you have palms with you or palm crosses? Yes, it's a, well, there, will be, there will be palm crosses, I think, somewhere for you if you don't have them yet. Palms mark this day. It's festive. It's joyful. It's celebratory. We know what follows in just a few days. But let's stay with Palm Sunday just for now. Palm Sunday to me is always such an interesting day with this particular contrast. Now, what I want to do this morning is talk a little bit about Palm Sunday, the context, the historical context for Jesus entering into Jerusalem, why it happened the way it happened. But then I want to linger for a few moments on one of the details in this very familiar story. Jesus, to fulfill a prophecy from the Old Testament prophet Zephaniah comes into Jerusalem riding on a donkey. Now, if you know anything about Jerusalem at this era, around 33, 34 AD, Jerusalem, and and in fact the whole area in which the Israelites lived, was under the authority of the Roman Empire. Now imagine with me, if you will, for a moment, Let us put our historical thinking caps on and go back 2,000 years ago. Jews are gathering from all over that area. They're going to Jerusalem to celebrate what? The feast of the Passover. They go up to Jerusalem, literally up, because Jerusalem was pretty far above sea level. You would journey up to Jerusalem. They arrived there and there were tens and tens of thousands of Jews who'd come from around Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. Well, we know from historical records that Rome would do something at the celebration of the Passover. If you can imagine having tens of thousands of people who are oppressed by a tyrannical government all congregating in one of their holy places on a high holy day, can imagine Rome might be a little concerned. Might be a time for an insurrection for those people to take up arms and attempt to overthrow the government. After all, they would have the numbers. And so Rome would make a military presence. They would come into the city on war steeds with swords and spears and all sorts of weapons of war. They would bring all their military might in as a show of power attempt to put down, to head off any notion of a rebellion. There were two gates that led into Jerusalem. In one gate comes the Roman army. In another gate comes Jesus, riding a donkey. Children running in and out of the disciples' feet, waving palm branches. People saying, Hosanna, which means Save now. Save us now. Could there be a starker contrast than these two pictures? Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the creator of the universe, the ruler of heaven and earth, comes into Jerusalem on a donkey. And in another part of the city comes in Rome with all of its military might. So why a donkey? This is what I want to linger on for just a few moments. I am struck every year, whether you go to Matthew's gospel, Mark's, 
or Luke's or even John's. Almost half, and in some of the counts, over half, of that section that leads us into Palm Sunday that tells us about Jesus coming in is concerned with the details of getting a donkey. It's a bit odd, isn't it? This sort of the prosaic, the mundane, these details, all right, disciples, you need to go here, you need to get a donkey, it needs to be this kind of a donkey. And if anybody asks you why you're coming to get a donkey, because they might, like, why are you going to steal my donkey? then this is what you say, that the Lord needs it. And these are the preparations that you have to make for the donkey, and you're going to put this on the donkey, and then Jesus is going to ride on it. What in the world? All this detail about procuring a donkey for Jesus. I want to submit to you that in this story that we have of Jesus coming into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, we find a blueprint for every would-be disciple. Is that Jesus calls each one of us to be on donkey detail. Because the Lord needs it. That's the response, isn't it? If anybody asks you why you're getting this donkey, what are the disciples to say? The Lord needs it. The Lord needs it. And in coming in on a donkey, instead of a mighty steed with the weapons of war, reinforced visually once again for us, is this reality that Jesus' kingdom is so different than any kingdom of the world. Jesus' power is different than the power that any human ruler wields. Jesus' power is love and humility and service, mercy and kindness and grace. Jesus doesn't come in in a show of worldly power. He comes in as a servant because his kingship is all about service. And if we are to be his disciples, if we're to follow our king wherever he may lead us, we had better be prepared to serve too. And sometimes that means being on donkey detail. Oh, you know what I mean. Maybe not all of us are called to stand up in front of people and preach, but every one of us can pick up a phone when we know somebody's sick. You might not be called to go travel to another country and preach the gospel. But you can go to poor housing and help kids with their math homework. Oh, you might not be called to do what in the eyes of the world are huge, great, and mighty things. But every seemingly small act done in the name of Jesus and for his sake is something mighty in the kingdom of God. To be a disciple, friends, needs to be on donkey detail. To do the small things to do the seemingly insignificant things. Ah, but here's the rub. In the kingdom of God, nothing like that is insignificant or small. The Lord has need of all of it. The Lord has need of people who are willing to roll up their sleeves and get to work. The Lord has need of people who aren't in it for what other people might say of them and for what they can accrue for their own benefit. The Lord has need of people who are willing to go ahead of him and prepare the way. Palm Sunday, friends, in all of its beauty 
as we celebrate the king, for we know who he is. We also cry, Hosanna, save us now. But as we do that, we're reminded that everything that Jesus gives us, all that he came to do, everything about his lordship and his kingdom is so different than anything else that we can see around us. It calls for the first to be last. It calls for those who would like power to get down on their knees and to serve others. It calls for those who would be great in the eyes of the world to bring themselves low. And to be willing to even go and get a stinky donkey for Jesus. The Lord is still looking as he did 2,000 years ago. He's still walking among us looking for people who are willing to go and to prepare the way for him. People who are willing to do what needs to be done so that Jesus can enter. So that Jesus can bring his goodness and his love and his mercy, his grace, salvation that can only be found in him into the world around us. And as I've reminded you over these past weeks of Lent, Christ has no body but our body now. Christ, the ascended Lord, chooses to use the church to accomplish his will in the world. And he's still looking for people to whom he can say, go. Go get that thing that I need so that I can enter, so that I can come in. In the kingdom of God, there are no insignificant players. All of us have a role. All of us have a task. All of us have a job. Nothing is prosaic and mundane, not even getting a donkey for the Lord. So friends, this Palm Sunday, let each of us make a commitment to do what needs to be done to prepare the way for the King.